We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. today. Thank yes. you all for coming out. It's a rainy day in Georgia, but thank you for coming out. Um, thank you at home for watching and those listening in Radio Land. Um, this is The Christian View. Yes. We take today's hot topics and we weigh it against God's Word because God's Word does have a view. Right. And today we have with us Shannon Fields. <laughs> Shannon is a, a dear friend of mine, but she's also, um, she wears many hats. She's an actress, she's a producer, and she's an um, inspirational speaker, so we're glad that she's here today. And a mom. And a mom. You're right. And a mom. And a wife. So and we're, wife. we're happy, <laughs> happy that she going. is here. <laughs> we're happy that she is here. Yes. Um, we are talking today about abortion. And before we get into the topic, I just want to share, you know, even though we're talking about it, it's a hot topic. It's been yes. on, it's been on TV and it'll probably be talked about until Jesus comes home. Yeah. But to those of you who have had an abortion, this is not to condemn you. This yes. is to give you insight and understanding into um, just how God views it and that he's never going to stop loving us. Right. But it is something that we need to educate people on. So that's why we're going to be talking about it today. And um, yeah. Rebecca, um, statistically, um, in the U.S. since 1973, over 58 million, there's been over 58 million abortions in, the, in, in just the U.S. And then a day, there's like 4,000. 4,000 abortions a day. Um, so let's just talk about real quick the, the baby's rights, the unborn baby, you know, what, did, what rights do they have at that point? Yeah. And at what point do they have rights? Well, and I was re- reading statistics as well. Thank you for doing this topic because it, it probably is the single most important topic, right. I think, facing America and the world today. Mm-hmm. And we see it even, of course, uh, heightening now right. into such a, a divisiveness in our nation, almost a civil war. Mm-hmm. So we do need to discuss it. Right. And um, I saw where third, every 30 seconds mm-hmm. a baby is a board to think about that. Um, I love what Ronald Reagan said. He, Edward, reminded me of this. He said, I've noticed that everyone who is for abortion has already been born. Right. So think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that um, um, I think is God's view of it as well. And there are, right. I, I'd like to just kind of share three views, God's view, uh, science's view, right. and then the world's view. And I know we'll have a great discussion right. about it. But God's view, he says that in Jeremiah 1 and 5, we all know the scripture, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Right. I knew, right. God knows us before mm-hmm. we're ever right. even even conceived or born. And he He's, loves us. Yes. He knows us and he, he loves us. Amen. Right. He says, I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. Mm-hmm. So even before we're conceived, he knows us. He has ideas for, uh, for our life. Psalm 139 and 13, you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. And science actually has backed this up. Right. Princeton, there's been a study at Princeton that says that a baby actually can, you can detect a heartbeat mm-hmm. at six weeks. Right. You can detect gender 
gender, uh, the baby has senses, mm -hmm. and brain waves, and independent movement. So those are all very important. And they, they start to feel. Like, they can yeah. feel yes. pain as early as six to eight weeks. Yeah. They feel touch. They feel pain. Exactly. As early as six to eight weeks, which is pretty remarkable. Yeah. And then, of course, the pro-choice. Mm -hmm. Now we're being called, those of us who are pro-life, we've been called anti-choice. So right. I don't know if that would make them anti-life. Right. But God is for life. Amen. Yes. Definitely. He's also for choice. Mm -hmm. He gave us choice, but he's first and foremost for life. Right. And, you know, right. the thing is, and to follow up on what you're saying, is that even if that conception is, is out of, let's say, sin or perhaps even something worse, you know, rape, right. I believe nonetheless that when that baby's conceived, God immediately puts a purpose right. in that baby's life. So Amen. to Amen. abort it means that we're now ending God's purpose. Right, yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah. And we end up stealing destinies. We end up yes. taking, you know, the, the, the very thing that God uh, prepared. You know, as a matter of fact, when we take a look at it from God's perspective from the, from the scriptures, you're dealing with the fact that God had something that he had wanted to do mm -hmm. or something that he had actually done and needed somebody to fulfill it. It's just like the, the coming of Christ. There was a prophecy of him coming. And because that Savior was already spoken into existence, then the body had to be prepared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when we take a look at children, it's the same way. This is, what God is saying to us is there's actually something that I accomplished on earth, now I need a body to do it. And then right. we're killing those bodies and uh, uh, killing the, the destiny of that person. Right. Well, isn't that what Satan wants? We talked about this in the, in, in the break room, that Satan's come to kill, still in the story. Yeah, if he can kill yes. before they're even born, their, their purposes, sure. then he's, mm -hmm. he's yeah. won that particular battle. Yeah. I just feel from the, from the moment of conception, I really believe that life begins at that moment Amen. and that the purpose of God, you know, is already in place. And, and who are we to... Mm -hmm begin to play God right. and begin to move about that. And, you know, and I, I agree with Ronald Reagan. You know, I was thinking about that. I had written that down as one of my points to make. You know, I just can't imagine not being alive, you know, or being born. So when I think about it, it's like, you know, no one took that away from me. So then why would I be, you know, thinking that I would be justified to take that away from someone else, right. you know, and yeah. then to say that someone is wrong because we're saying that, you know, if we're going to, what, however, however the child got here, we know that the child is a blessing and it's a part of the plan of God. Right. And think right. about right. it, you take a look at the hypocrisy of whether you're talking about America or the nation's period, because you're dealing with how, uh, you know, especially right now, you know, people are celebrating the possible what's to be birth of the royal family, mm -hmm. you know, and from the, from the perspective of immediately when there's a, an announcement, everybody's celebrating, everybody's looking forward to, but yet at the same time, we're talking about killing babies. Right. And yeah. it doesn't make any sense. You, at one point, you're saying it doesn't happen until they're born, and then over here, you're celebrating the fact that there's an announcement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's hypocrisy. Yeah. Well, there are no um, unplanned pregnancies for yeah. God. Right. Yes. Amen. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. God has a purpose. Yeah. Yes. Right. For every life, whether we think it's unplanned or not, yes. it's not. Well, he says that in Psalms, uh, one, Psalms 139, 13, he created us yes. mm. and his eyes even saw our unformed body, yes. Yes. his life. Womb. And so he has a purpose for each person. Yes. You know, each. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. good. Well, stay with us. We'll be right back with more on The Christian View. Christian view. We've been talking about abortion and um, we've talked a little bit about the baby's rights and when does the baby start to have rights and we've talked a little bit how God loves the baby even before the baby's born. So I want to shift gears a little bit, Isaac, and just talk about the woman and the woman's rights and has it, has abortion come so far as it's 
so that women aren't inconvenienced? Because kind of, we've kind of come to a more selfish society as Ooh. years have passed. So what do you think? Is it more out of convenience well, or... If we're allowed to end a life because of inconvenience, i got a whole list of inconveniences. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <clears throat> Allow me to share a story that, to be honest with you, this is the first time I've shared it publicly. Okay. Uh, about 18 years ago, my daughter, uh, she was about 19 then, and she came to me and let me know that she was pregnant. Out of wedlock, not even a relationship. And my first thought, believe it or not, and I was a pastor at the time, by the way, and, and I... My first thought was, she needs to get an abortion. Now, here's mm-hmm. a pastor, a Christian man, mm-hmm. been a Christian all my life, right. but I felt that it was going to be inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Not to her, yes. to me. To right. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even think about her really in that case. I just thought about me and how inconvenient. I mean, what's, what are the people going to say, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad she didn't. I now have a, a grandson that uh, uh, is about, he's already looking at colleges to go to. Beautiful. Who knows? He, he may become president at one yes. point or, or a pastor. Right. I don't That's know. Right. You know yes. but, I'm, I'm saying that only to say that it's not even always the, the, the young lady. Right. Uh, it could be us as well. And, and we need to step up to the plate mm-hmm. now and, and uh, uh, take responsibility, not for what they did, but to help them get through this. Right. And know that it might be inconvenient, but that doesn't give us the right to end, uh, end a life, okay. which, again, will end a purpose. Right. Yeah. I think that's awesome, you know, that you we able to be that transparent mm-hmm. and share it because many times people aren't, you know, I, I counsel a lot of people and I minister to a lot of people. And one of the things that I have found is that, you know, I've had people actually come to me and they'll say, you know, um, I'm contemplating getting a, an abortion. Right. And uh, one of the things that I've, you know, been able to do, and I thank God that he's given me the wisdom and the insight is to watch the narrative when I begin to speak to them and to make sure that in my script that I talk about the future you know, not so much as in this moment, but begin to think about how will you feel 20 years later, right. you know, thinking back on this moment, you know, if that's something you'll be able to live with. Because I've heard stories of people in counseling where you know, they're telling me the horror stories of even, you know, 10 years later, they're hearing you're, babies crying. Right. And you're exactly like, right. Yes. I've had that happen to me just recently Wow. that I had a, a woman come to me and I thought we were just going to have a little conversation. Yes. And she 20 years Yes. She said the weight just mm-hmm. was so much, even though wow. she knew she was forgiven. Yes. And so that is not taught. True. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you keep doing that yes. and, and mm-hmm. sharing that part right. because that is part of, I guess, the education yes. of what's going to happen spiritually yes. if, mm-hmm. if, if that happens. Amen. Yes. And the, the side effects, like you said, five, 10 years, 20 years down the road, the road, it's depression, yes. you know, suicidal thoughts and tendencies, re- messed up, you know, relationships gets messed up because you... Yeah feel so unworthy because of what you've done. And even though, like you said, God has forgiven you, mm-hmm. you still carry that weight and that burden mm-hmm. yes. on mm-hmm. your shoulders. Well, Deuteronomy talks about the uh, innocent blood and mm-hmm. that a curse comes. Mm-hmm. A curse actually right. comes on the land yes. when innocent right. blood has been shed. Right. And so, um, you know, we see that there's a, an, a, an effect that happens. Right. Even those people who are not walking with the Lord, who have had abortions, mm-hmm. have expressed extreme remorse right. over right. the abortion. Yes. And, and I believe that's all tied back into the fact that God said there's a curse. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to piggyback on a little something that Isaac and, and uh, Lee said, too, because, you know, from number one, it's one thing as, as Christians, as a pastor, yeah. we have this is God's view. 
And so the whole thing is that we have to always be able to d- disseminate God's view, regardless of our feelings, regardless of the situation and everything else. So it's a good thing that that, that situation came out the way that it did because yeah. we had to stand for God's view. Mm-hmm. But also with Lee, I know a lot of times that you, not only as a pastor, but uh, as, a, as a man, you, you, you're dealing with the, the, the ministry in psychology that you give to other people that are secular yes. and everything else. But I think the importance is the fact that the courage is there yes. to talk about the future. Right. Yes. Because sometimes you have a lot of men that are afraid of women and they're afraid mm-hmm. of what they're going to be called and what they're yes. going to be said about them and they don't tell the truth regardless yes. of whether we're talking about Christian or secular. And right. so it's good that uh, you're in that place to be able to be that courage for people that really need to hear the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the reason I shared that story for the first time ever in public is because now I have this platform and I just felt that it would have been really, it's really good for somebody that's watching right now yes. that you might be in the situation. Maybe you're a pastor, maybe that's you're right. a church leader, uh, yes. you know, you're a worship leader. That's what I used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're finding yourself in the same situation right now. Uh, just know that, uh, that God is there with you. You can repent. If you felt that, you can repent and don't worry yes. about it. Sure. There's no condemnation, but just uh, know that it, it will be okay if you follow God's plan. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And I hear so many stories like, you know, a lot of times people in church, you know, where they are married and even have contemplated having an abortion right. because the doctor has told them right. the child is going to have some kind of disabilities mm-hmm. or, you know, mom, you're going to be at high risk. Right. It also could end your life. And I have yet witnessed God bring forth Amen. healthy babies right. Right. and bring forth people right. that are able to live and thrive, right. you know, when people continue to do it God's way. Right. That happened in, in my family. I have um, my niece, my, my sister's daughter, they said to abort because she was going to be born with water on her brain. And my sister chose not to. And, you know, she's a 24, 25 year old, healthy adult today. Because, and I think Satan wants to put that fear in us of, of the what ifs or the unknowns or the, how are people going to feel about me Mm -hmm. if I don't do this or if I do do this? And it's Mm -hmm. just the fear and the uncertainty. And if, and if the, the answer is already contemplated in that you can't cross this line. No matter what comes, no matter what kind of fear that, that Satan brings or anybody else says, then it's already decided. And, and that's what God's view is all about and God's word is all about. Yes. And we don't have to actually think on the matter or deliberate on the matter. It's already been chosen. Uh-huh. True. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Mm-hmm. Good point. It's a scary topic, though. Yes, it is. It's a scary topic, and it's, it's, a, it's a topic most people don't want to talk about because it brings a lot of fear, you know. But God comes to give us life and give yes, us life abundantly. abundantly. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more on The Christian View. Welcome back to The Christian View. We've been talking about abortion today, and it is not... It is not a fun topic to talk about, but again, it's a much-needed topic to talk about. We've talked a little bit about when the baby starts to have rights. We've talked a little bit about the inconvenience of the mom or the the grandparents or or whomever it could inconvenience. We've talked a little about fear, but now I want to talk a little bit about, as Christians, what is our responsibility, Shannon? What are we supposed to do as Christians to kind of educate and just kind of be a voice for those who don't have a voice or those who maybe are just fearful and are afraid to say anything? What should we do as, as believers? Well, I guess the first thing that comes to my heart is to love unconditionally. Yes. Right. That if we don't have that, um, that, 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 that can hurt someone. Right. Amen. But also I think we need to pray. Yes. We, can't, mm-hmm. we can't forget we need to pray. Amen. Um, and pray how to educate. 
Right. As we mentioned, educate. And as a producer and an actress, um, I just was a part of a film called The Order of Rights, and Cameron was uh, part of that as well. And that is part of the education. Yes. We The film is not put any side down, but it shows the pro-life side and the yes. pro-choice side, but it also comes from a different angle. Instead of the woman wanting it, uh, the woman wanting to have the abortion, the, the boy want, wants to stop it. Okay. He is the pro-life side, yeah. which is coming from a different side that you don't ever yeah. hear much yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he, he in, in this whole courtroom drama, um, took myself, I'm pro-choice right. in the film, okay. and my daughter um, to, to, to court. Yeah. And um, so it's a whole, whole new twist, but it's an education I think yes. we need right. to... Um, and I yeah, think more I, I movies think, are coming out. No, no, I think you bring a good point because, mm-hmm. again, in, in, in the whole perspective of abortion, you know, you always deal with the, the, the perspective of the deadbeat dad and this and this and that, right. the male not wanting the child and everything else. But the reality is sometimes that the choice is taken out of the hands of the, of, of the father. And so you have society now coming in and being the arbitrator and saying, no, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I think the film really brings that out in the sense of the, the multitude of men who really want to have their children be fathers to their children. And so to, to go against a narrative that the men don't want and that the men are not there, I think is also an important thing. Right, right. So as, a, as a Christian mm-hmm. right. filmmaker, I mean, films are huge now. Mm-hmm. And, and people will not go to church sometimes, but they will go watch will a movie. Watch right, right. Yes. they will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They will. Yeah. And we have to help people to understand, too, even though, you know, Roe versus Wade gives us the legal aspect of it. We must also give people the narrative from the Bible, you know, and teaching Uh people don't be conformed to this world, but we got to be transformed by the renewing of our minds and keeping at the Mm -hmm. forefront. What does God have to say about it? You know, it may be legal, but is that really also God's perspective? And it starts at home. I mean, really raising three young men for Christ. Right. That has been a challenge in trying to teach them how to uh, respect mm-hmm, women right. and respect their friends and girlfriends and, and um, you know, to live for God. Mm-hmm. That has been a real challenge to be open and honest with them about the ramifications of, you know, a dark life, a dark past, right. which I had, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and just tr- trying to raise them up under the admonition right. of Christ to respect girls. And mm-hmm. then also I think girls need that nurture and that respect, mm-hmm. particularly yes. from fathers. Right. I was reading where every 10 seconds a child is abused in America mm-hmm. and five children die every day because uh-huh. of child abuse. Mm-hmm. So you think about these, you know, so many, not that everybody that gets an abortion comes from right. that past, but you're seeing a majority of kids who are raised in very unhealthy environments. Right. And so wonder they, they grow up and they have no value in themselves. They don't know what they mean to God. They don't know how valuable they are Mm -hmm. to the Lord and to stay pure and to uh, practice abstinence. Right. And it's hard because I was watching TV with Jonathan. He's, he's 12 and the morning after pill commercial came on. Oh, wow. And so we, I had to sit down and he, cause he's like, mom, what is that? So educating a 12 year old, because in the world's eyes, it does seem fine. Okay. Here's a pill. It's easy. And so I had to sit down with him and say, Jonathan, this is this is what that means because he asked, right. and 
but this is what God says, Mm -hmm. you know, but then I said, honey, we don't condemn anybody, but we want to live for Christ. And this is what we, how we feel, but it is, it's hard to educate. It's, it's it's not hard to educate. Um, it's just, it was needed to educate now more than it used to be because it's, it's out there. Yeah. And I I think that's part of the thing too, as Christians, we're talking about what should we do? What's our responsibility? So as Christians too, we need to understand that we live in a different time. And so the, the methods and the, the, uh, the imports, the importance and intensity that we give to training up a child in the way that they should go from day one right. is more paramount now than yeah. it's ever been. Yeah. And so you're talking about a 12 year old, but the reality of the situation is in the secular realm, and that's a child that's in the Christian home. Right. In the secular realm, they know that at five. Right. You know, yeah. and so basically we have to uh, be on uh, proactive in the aspect of yeah. training up children, right. training up society, because society is actually training up our children yeah. when we're not looking, or even in our in in, in our plain view while you're trying to watch a television right, show right. Yeah. and there it is in your face. And so wow. we have to be proactive on that. The mm-hmm. thing is, you, to your point, you can't legislate morality. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can only teach morality. But yeah. if you stop teaching it or if you don't teach it, then right. the only perspective they have left is the legal side. Yeah. Um, and so we really need to step that up. Well, they, we, just, yeah, we, we need to step yeah. that up in the teaching, but also I think what happens in the process of teaching, because the Bible deals with, you know, Jesus began to do and to teach, and sometimes we like to teach and do. Yeah. And so the, 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 we, we look at it backwards, because in our teaching, the mm-hmm. first thing as a church that we need to do is mirror right. the reality of abortion not being as high in the church as it is in the world. Right. And when we, be, when we begin to mirror that, well, then we'll be teaching our children. Our children will see the effects of what we do, and that'll be something that yeah. is ingrained and in I, stage. Right. And I think it's right. who we get our consult from. You know, in the world, they consult with legal and lawyers, but with us, we consult with God. Mm-hmm. And to me, one of the things I always work into, you know, my profession, whether I'm counseling, regardless of what I'm doing, prayer is always in order. Yeah. And it's very, I found it very hard for people to go against the grain of God when prayer is involved. So, you know, whether it's an abortion, whatever the issue is, when you are praying about it, it seems to always point us in the right direction because prayer seemingly puts us in a place where it allows for the conviction and and God's morality and legislation to kind of kick in. I think one thing we can do also as body of Christ is help support pro-life centers Mm -hmm. and uh, statistics show that those pro-life centers who have ultrasound machines that upwards of 78% yes. of women mm-hmm. choose to keep their babies. Right. Right. And so, you know, that's something that we as a body of Christ sense, yes. Yes, wow. can, can continue to do. Definitely. And I, I think, oh, uh, real quick, yeah. I had a story a lady told me about at church. One of her, um, one of her people, she's a stylist, and the lady was thought she was have, had cancer. She's 66 years old, went to the doctor, found out she was four months pregnant. Oh, now, even at wow. 66, she had no thought of getting rid of her baby. Amen. Amen. Even at 66. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more on The Christian View. Welcome back to The Christian View. We've been talking today about abortion, not a fun topic, but definitely a much needed topic. And I want to tell you guys who are watching or listening, if, you've, if you are in an unwanted pregnancy or unplanned pregnancy, to seek counsel and get help um, and find a family to adopt that baby if you choose not to, not to raise that baby yourself. Because God loves that baby and He loves you. Have a great day. We'll see you next time on The Christian View.